Well, hello there, and thanks for tuning in to HC Conversations, a podcast where we have discussions around faith, life, politics, and more, and how to navigate those things as a follower of Jesus. You'll also find audio from weekly messages at Hope Community. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Let's jump in. All right. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to episode one of the podcast. My name's Phil. And my name's Paul. And we're going to jump right in today. We're excited to, to launch this podcast and see where it goes. It may be a little bit rough this first this first time, to be honest, right? We've never done right. this. We've, we're brand new to this. So first of all, thank you for even coming back to listen to episode one. I'm, I mean, they listened to episode zero, which is really just an introduction, so right. we couldn't screw that up too bad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we're going to get better at this, so bear with us as we do it. But we're excited about today's topic um, as we are trying to figure out what we are going to talk about today. Um, Paul, you actually had an idea for episode number one. Why don't you share that with us? I did. So, you know, we're, we're living in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Rona. <laughs> the Rona. And there is just so much information out there, but also so much misinformation and I am like getting tired of seeing so much misinformation just get shared on social media, get emailed to me by people that I know, the people I'm close to. And part of the reason why it drives me nuts is number one, because like as a follower of Jesus, we're supposed to have a particular stance, a particular perspective. Um, and we're going to talk about that as we get into the podcast. Um, but also, you know, we're supposed to stand for truth and for information. And as somebody that works for a research institution, I have an affinity for peer-reviewed articles and for reliable sources of information. And so I like data. Show me the data. Show me the show me the data. Have you have you ever seen uh, the movie Jerry Maguire? No. Okay. There's a scene in which he's just screaming, "Show me the money!" And I just mm-hmm. pictured you screaming, <laughs> "Show, show me, me the, data. the data!" Paul's a data man. Um, so yeah. This is, so yeah, episode one, we're going to talk about <laughs> conspiracy theories and fake news um, all, <laughs> all around, specifically around the area of coronavirus, but it's going to get larger than that. So we're coming out of the gate, episode one, swinging, right? Nothing right. nothing controversial about this. I mean, I don't know that we're really going to focus on, on specific conspiracy theories, but it's more like broad topic of conspiracy theories. No, Paul, we're putting our foil hats on and we are doing this thing. That's right, because this is the end of the world. As we know it. And die. All right. Well, let's jump in then. Okay. So, you know, you had said that uh, it was kind of brought on. You've seen a lot of stuff shared on social media, which I think all of us are right now. And um, some of it just makes you shake your head and go, what the heck are people <laughs> thinking? Um, and then some of it's personal, right? You, you right. People that you know that are like sharing things with you. Um, so let's jump in at some of the... I don't know, eye-opening things okay. <laughs> that we've seen. So I think like one of the things that I have seen, number one, just like people sharing articles from um, organizations that have been known to spread um, it, like conspiracy theories. And also if you read their articles, they're intentionally written to incite fear in people. Like it's really easy to pull those things out, but most people don't think about that. They read it, it's like, oh yeah, but they don't think about how it makes them feel and what the goal of the author was when they were writing that article. So right. I've seen a lot of that. Um, I've also seen you know, interesting YouTube clips get shared around that just a quick Google search just shows you <laughs> like that the person that you know, made that YouTube clip has been you know, discredited by a certain like really, I guess, um, 
really just, I guess, important institutions like you know, medical boards for like you know, states and things like that. Um, so that's some of what I've been seeing. But then I've also been seeing some articles get shared around from you know, like Christianity Today and Ed Stetzer on like how we should, I guess, think about conspiracy theories. And that's kind of part of the inspiration for this podcast. And so as we're going through, we will be sharing some quotes from some of those articles. Yep. Um, and um, the articles that we are going to be sharing from, those will be linked in the show notes. So if you'd like to read them in their entirety, I would encourage you to do that because there's some good reads that are going to make you uh, think. And we just, in general, we think thinking is a good thing. Right. There's also an article that we should probably link that I was reading on conspiracy theories, the research the psychology behind conspiracy theories by the universities of Kent and Oxford. Ooh, so. so like legitimate research. There's Paul loving his data again. Yep. Um, I think it's important to note too, as we have these conversations, that when we talk about these things, um, this isn't like a one-sided issue. It, we, we see false information and conspiracy theory type stuff being kind of pushed forward by both sides mm -hmm. to fit their narrative. Um, and you kind of made the point that was really important. Like they're meant to incite fear. Right. They're meant to get you to respond and to react in a certain way, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the, the things that I think I've noticed is uh, it, it's, it's, it's funny. It's ironic though. That, like the things that are shared that when you dig into a little bit deeper, you know, it's, it, you find out it's not true. There's no evidence to back it up. But we share things that already support our 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 confirmation bias, right. right? Like there's there's a position that I have, there's something that I believe in this article or this post or whatever, this theory, it confirms that, and so I'm just going to automatically make the assumption that it's true right. before looking into it at all because well I believe that, and so that must make this true. That's something that I, I see over and over again. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's just not right. <laughs> it's just not a real. Thing. So, yeah. So conspiracy theories. Um, there's a lot of them out there, and we're not going to get into them today because you probably have seen some. You probably know some people that have spread some of these, and so we, we're just going to talk about, you know, what should we do as you know people that claim to follow Christ. Um, how should we understand conspiracy theories and you know, what's happening. So one of the things that as we talk about conspiracy theories, I think it's important to recognize is that research shows that conspiracy theories, they, they spring up in times whenever there is just a bunch of information out there when problems are complex and when there's a random pattern to whatever the situation is. And so, I mean, the whole coronavirus pandemic hits on like those three things that um, give birth to conspiracy theories. And the reason why, you know, they, they, they come to fruition is because people want to form narratives that help make sense of a situation. And a lot of times when information is changing constantly, when there's a lot of unknowns, it's easy to just make assumptions, especially if you're part of a group that has historically been, you know, um, a minority or you've experienced a certain injustice, you're more likely to believe certain things about a government, about an organization. And so the same is true when it comes to the pandemic. And sadly, a lot of people have created these false narratives because there's, this, there's a ton of information. It's a lot to sift through, a lot to make sense of. And so conspiracy theories just 
are easier, honestly. They right. they make um, us feel good because it's like, oh, wow, now I understand this. Mm-hmm. When it's a complex issue, then we can't really fully grasp a lot of it. Yeah. Um, you know, con- conspiracy theories try to like dumb down the situation, right. just make it very easy for us to understand. And they get rid of a lot of the nuances and complexities yep. of whatever situation it is. Everything's black and white. Right. Everything's, you know, you know, it's right or left, black or white, right or wrong, rather than saying, well, no, there's actually a lot of middle ground. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of unknowns, and there's a lot of difficult conversations that have to be made. Uh, I think that's really a reflection more on something going on within us that we don't like mm. to wrestle with things that maybe challenge what we already believe that maybe make us a little bit uncomfortable. It's a lot easier to stay in like kind of the safe space of like, Nope, I can clearly say all of these things and here's what I believe. Right. Here's what I don't believe. Um, and like you, you had mentioned kind of this perfect storm of things that create conspiracy theories. And as we sit here in the middle of the coronavirus epidemic, um, it is just like, the, the, the perfect storm come together, right? There's tons of information out there. The information is changing daily. There's a lot right. of fear out there. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. We live in a time where we have access to more information than ever before. And because of the response to the virus, a lot of us are, you know, we're sheltering in place mm-hmm. right now. We have a ton of time on our hands to right. sit around and just, you know, <laughs> I'm using air quotes right now that you can't see, but research. We have time to sit around and research. And by that, I mean, find things that usually already fit our narrative that may not necessarily be true. Um, The one article that uh, we're going to link in this is called Conspiracy Theories in the Time of Coronavirus, How to Address the Problems that They Reveal. Um, And just the author, Andrew McDonald, makes this this kind of um, this point or observes this thing that uh, the conspiracy and, and addressing it begins by recognizing how conspiracy theories can play on the many underlying struggles that the crisis has provoked. Confined to our homes with our jobs and health threatened, many are dealing with fear, loneliness, and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what we see is we make up or we buy into these different theories. In a conspiracy theory, it doesn't have to be like something crazy, like way out there. It's really just kind of anything that's not backed up, that's not proven, that's not researched um you know it doesn't have to be that aliens exist and elvis is still alive kind of conspiracy theory um but we buy into these these false narratives or these theories as a way to try to address our fear address Mm -hmm. our loneliness address the uncertainty of the situation because if i if if this theory is right then i don't have to be afraid if this theory is right then you know, we, we don't have to stay isolated. We can get back to, to working and we don't have to be lonely. If this theory is right, I can make sense of what's going on around if me. If this theory is right, then I can blame somebody for the problem. Right. It's, it's, it's very much a coping mechanism. Right. So. Yeah. Um, just, I guess, talking about uh, conspiracy theories and the number of people that have seen fake news. Uh, I came across an article by Pew Research. Uh, they said about half of U.S. adults, so 48%, report having come across at least some news and information about COVID-19 that seems completely made up. So <laughs> not even a just, shred of evidence, just completely, even, just completely made up. Completely made up. <laughs> and that comes from Pew. Um, yeah. So that's just interesting. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one thing um, to, to see information that's completely made up. I think the scarier thing is how often we buy into information oh, yeah. that's completely made up. And, you know, this is a podcast that, 
you know, we're not going to hide the fact that we're, we're both pastors, we're both followers of Jesus. So the things that we want to look at, we don't just want to talk about ideas, but we want to look at ideas from a Christian perspective, right? Like how should followers of Jesus handle this? I think what's heartbreaking to me and really frustrating to me, quite honestly, (laughs) that I get mad about is when I see followers of Jesus buying into this kind of stuff and just the huge, um, numbers of, of, of Christians. It's like, they buy into the conspiracy theories or they, they don't trust research. They don't trust data. Uh, and that's really a problem. Right. I mean, 52% of evangelicals by belief um, and 46% of self-identified evangelicals strongly agreed that the mainstream media produced fake news. Right. So like basically so half, like, yeah, half, half of half of Christians in the U.S. Um, <laughs> just believe that. Oh, yeah, the, you, you can't trust the news at all. It's all just right. fake. And, and so, I mean, certainly there are going to be uh, different news sources that probably should be fact-checked. There are going to be ones that have different biases. But just to make that blanket statement of, ah, you know, you can't trust the news. Right. You can't trust the media. You can't. <laughs> They're out to get you. They're going to get you. Which is ironic because a lot of the people that would say that turn to social media, which right. is still media. It's just yeah. anybody can spewed out there. Right. And, and I think part of that as well is, you know, half of, of Christians or half of evangelicals would say that the mainstream media produced fake news, but they would mean the mainstream media that disagrees with their viewpoint. Right. Right. Whereas the mainstream media that agrees with my viewpoint, that's not fake at all. It's all 100%, right. you know, Be- accurate. Because I like I've researched some of those non-mainstream media organizations and they have been known to spread like <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> theories so it's just like ah, yeah what do we do um yeah it's it's just interesting uh the time that we're living in with all these these conspiracy theories um i don't know if you have anything that you want to add but i would like to uh, at least touch on in our conversation like, why is it problematic for followers of Jesus to buy into conspiracy theories? Um, I think part of it's problematic is because we have chosen to write our own narrative right. instead of coming under the narrative of our King Jesus in the ways of his kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's like that narrative, that kingdom isn't good enough. Yeah. And so we've got to write our own narrative and try to make that give us comfort and security instead of Jesus and his gospel and his hope and his peace and all the, 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 you know, the things that are part of that kingdom. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that should give us our security, not the way that we understand political events, not the way that we interact with, you know, this virus. Right. Um, But so often we are more swayed by politics, by media, by, you know, just these outside forces instead of our faith. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll go even to a further extreme, more than just being more influenced by those, we'll actually hijack Jesus for right. the cause of whatever particular thing we believe in or p- particular view that we have. And so I'll start from the basis of either my worldview or my political view or um, whatever view you want to talk about, and I'll make Jesus match that. Um, rather than starting with, okay, here's my faith, here's Jesus. Now I'm going to make everything else in my life fall in line under that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the podcasts that you know, both of us both listen to is the Holy Post podcast. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Um, it just makes you think a lot. And uh, the one host on there, Sky, is always using this line of, of saying, you know, we've been 
uh, more discipled by our our cable news choice, um, our cable news source of choice, than we have been discipled by Jesus, and right. that's just so true. And, and whether it's a news source, whether it's social media, whether it's entertainment. Um, we allow those things to, and disciple just means to shape us, to, to, to make us who we're supposed to be right. rather than Jesus. Um, and so we've got a lot of things backwards, and you see that playing out, right, in right. this. And so that plays out in the way that we view a pandemic. That plays out in the way that we view uh, different media sources and things. Um, we start with these, these biases and different things that aren't submitted to Jesus. Right. Um, I think that's one of the things that I like about the scientific method. Yes, there is bias. We all have biases, um, but the scientific method tries to account for those and eliminate them and try to just objectively look at information, look at the facts, and go where the data leads us. Yes, are people flawed? Yes, can people like do things to data and make it safer and certain things? Right. Yes, we can, but that's part of where the peer review process comes in. And so I think as followers of Jesus, we need to take more of that approach, be more Mm open-minded and just look at where the data leads. And if that leads us to, you know, a certain conclusion, then I think we're obligated to go there because we're supposed to stand for truth. I mean, Ed Stetzer uh, in his one article on Christianity Today uh, called Christians and Corona Conspiracies says this, says, as followers of Jesus, we are people of the truth. Falling for and spreading conspiracy theories does not honor the Lord, but it does cause people to question our judgment. And he goes on later and says, gullibility is not a Christian <laughs> virtue. I love that line. I do too. Gullibility. It's not one of the fruits of the spirit, people. Okay. It's no, not. But, but unfortunately, it seems like that's celebrated yeah. uh, in certain parts of the American church. Um, where oh, it's, where it's popular time. not to believe um Science is not. It's, it's popular. Not. It's not to just believe. popular. It's almost like touted as a, vir- a virtue, yeah. right? Like Christians, and I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush, but the the way that a lot of Christians, if not most Christians, are perceived, and for good reason, because we've put this out there, is that like we're just anti-science. Mm-hmm. Like we, you can't trust science. You know, they're just trying to. Because right. basically, every the, the the idea is every scientist is just terrible, and they're trying to get you to not believe in God. Right. Um, where like the fathers of modern scientific theory, you know, throughout the ages, most of them were Christians. Right. They were trying to discover more about this world that God created. Right. The scientific revolution could not have happened if it wasn't for Christian theology. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that, that whole thing leads to a lot of this of yeah. Christians saying, well, we can't trust science. And, um, and so therefore, you know, we can't believe anything that scientists are saying or governments are saying because, you know, science can't be trusted um, when that just doesn't, that just doesn't hold weight and no. it ends up making us have to do a lot of backpedaling, have to um, defend things that we just shouldn't have to defend. It, it ends up make, pushing us into uh, statements of theology and different things that, or, or that, that scripture doesn't talk about as far as like different scientific things. It's like, no, 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 let science do its thing. Um, that, that science can be true and we can be, we can test things and we can discover things and, and who God is, that's true as well. And if somewhere along the way, the way that we're, understanding God or scripture um, and theology and the way that we're understanding science in the world, if, if they're at odds, we have a misunderstanding somewhere, but that doesn't mean that you just have to throw one of them out entirely. Right. Uh, I feel like that's where so much of this comes back to, whether it's, you know, coronavirus, whether it's, oh, this will make people mad, whether it's climate change. Uh, whether it's presidential elections. Whether it's presidential candidates. elections, whether it's, um, you know, science, like different things around evolution or, or whatever. It's just, you know, you, you, you're in a one or the other category. 
you know, like we can't trust science. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that is a big time issue. Um, I mean, if we're going to be consistent in our thoughts and beliefs and you can't trust science, then if you're a follower of Jesus, you shouldn't take any kind of vitamins, you shouldn't take any kind of medications, you shouldn't use phones, you shouldn't drive cars, you shouldn't <laughs> All of these use are scientific social media to stream your church services. You should not be listening to us right now because you're listening to it on technology. They are based on right. the scientific method. No, we trust science when we got to go to the doctor. We trust science. But, but when it again, it comes to things that don't fit our narrative, right. that's when we don't want to trust science anymore. And now I'm not advocating for just blind trust of things no. either, right? It's not just like, well, they said it, so you got to believe them. Um, but just learning how to, to th this is a lost art, but learning to be people of discernment, mm -hmm. which is I'm going to look at all the information. I'm going to try to look at, look at it objectively. It's impossible to c completely get rid of our biases, but I'm going to try to look at it objectively right. at all the information available to me. I'm going to look at competing viewpoints. I'm going to listen to experts, not just random person that has a YouTube channel, right? right? And I am going to discern, I'm going to filter through this and figure out what the truth is in it. And that's just something that takes nuance. It takes time. It takes effort. And we're like, ain't nobody got time for that, right? right. I'd rather just tell, tell me what to believe. Instead, instead of trying to figure out on our own what to believe, whether that's about the world, whether that's about God, whether that's everything, anything, we would rather just somebody tell me what to believe. Mm -hmm. Tell me what I need to believe so I don't have to, to really put the work in. Right, and I've seen uh, research that talks about that very problem, and part of it is because there is just so much information available today. Oh, yeah. That's just Everyone. overload that we don't know how to make sense of it, and so we, we just want somebody to make decisions for us to tell us what to believe, and we're not going to do that in this podcast. We're going to try to get you to think about things. Um, so uh, let's let's talk a little bit about why um, I guess it's detrimental for us to believe conspiracies around the coronavirus, especially. Well, I think it's detrimental on on a lot of levels. One, um, just physical health, right? Like, like there are people that are legitimately at risk for getting this, for dying from of, of this, um, of you know the health system being overwhelmed and things. And so, like, there are real physical. Um, consequences i guess for for not believing this and i'll say it on, on both sides you right. know before we started the podcast today we were having this conversation of how you see this extreme on two sides on one side you see the extreme that says you know what we just kind of hunker down and lock down for you know a year or two years until there's a vaccine if there ever is one or whatever and and everyone's just got to shelter in place uh, well that's detrimental if you don't have the proper information because eventually the economy is going to collapse and the system's going to fall apart and people aren't going to be growing food and making food and people are going to be hungry like that leads down a terrible place but then on the other extreme you see people saying oh, oh it's just all a big hoax it's not that big of a deal let's right. just go back to life as as normal and on that side you see people getting sick and so um as as christians as followers of jesus our highest like command is 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 to love other people. Right. It's like love God, and the way that that you do that is by loving your neighbor as yourself. Buying into either extreme or either form of, of fake news and not being informed and buying into conspiracy theories means that I'm ultimately not loving people. Right, you're bringing harm to yourself and yeah. to your community, um, and that's a terrible thing yeah. because we're supposed to consider others first, others better than ourselves. Mm -hmm and love them the same way that we would love ourselves. That's where I think as as a Christian and as if you're a follower of Jesus listening to this, we've got to check ourselves in terms of what is our motivation. Right. Like 
if you're thinking, okay, I need to just lock down indefinitely, it, it, what's your motivation in that? Is that for personal protection or is that others focused? Are we thinking about those that just want to get back to work because they can't feed their families right now? And then on the other side, for those who are saying, well, we just got to get back to normal. Okay, I got to check myself. Is that others focused or is that self-focused of, you know what, I just want my life back or am right. I thinking about people who are at risk? That, that's like the filter for everything as a Christian that we're supposed to do is like, wait a minute, where's my primary focus in this? Is this about me and my wants and my desires and my comfort or is this about everybody else? Right. What's best for them? And we model that, you know, after Jesus where he was like, hey, what is best for these, these people that I love, the world that I love is that I'm going to sacrifice myself on your behalf and, mm -hmm. and we're called to live the same way. Right. So what I'm hearing is that the situation that we're living in today, the coronavirus uh, information sifting through, there's a lot of nuances, a lot of complexities that we can't just boil it down to black and white um, because bad things happen when we do that. Um, so how should we respond to people um, who maybe we've seen share some of the, the conspiracy theories who would claim to be a follower of Jesus. Um, or maybe they've actually like just physically told us um, <laughs> or, you know, over like zoom or a phone call or text, right. um, you know, have, have shared this stuff with us. Uh, well, I, I think the, the place to start that a lot of times I know my temperament and personality wants to go directly to, well, here's an art, here's like a counterpoint you I need know. to listen to. And here's what you need to do. I, I think the the first place it starts is, and this is a very lost, you know, very lost art is, is empathy right. of, of being able to put ourselves and say, say, okay, I understand. I understand how you were raised. I understand what your, maybe your particular views are. And you know what, if, if, if I was in your shoes, if I had your life experiences, if I saw the world the way you did, I would, I would get where you're coming from. Right. And so to take the time before we want to respond to people to actually understand them, right. I think is huge because then that opens up the path to be like, to ask the question, have you thought about this? Have you looked at this viewpoint versus right. if you just jump straight to here's the information you need before taking that step of empathy, uh, people don't really care at all what you have to say. It's like, right. well, you're just trying to convince me of whatever. You don't actually care about me on a human level. Right. So I agree with that. And I would say want to take it a step further and take it, if it's off, like on social media that you're seeing that stuff, take it off social oh, media. Oh, absolutely. And call somebody. Actually, like pick up the phone and call what? somebody and be like, That's crazy. hey, like I saw you share this article. Uh, tell me about that. Like, right. And just ask. Seek understanding before you try to like change somebody's viewpoint. Yeah. Um, so start there and then be like, you know, have you considered you know, this perspective and encourage people to, to go a little bit deeper, to consider another perspective as well and to seek the same kind of understanding that you're seeking from that person. Right. And so beyond that, then I would also move to like it within us developing uh, the thing within us to be the kind of people that are willing to listen to opposing viewpoints mm -hmm. and that are doing the hard work of finding, you know, research and information and being prepared for this so that when someone would bring something to your attention, you're ready to have a conversation rather than a reaction. Uh, right. and, and so, you know, as Christians, we should be people that are constantly reading and listening to opposing views, right? right? Like don't just surround yourself with, 
I, well, I know that these people agree with me or this is my viewpoint. And so I'm only going to, you know, listen to this kind of stuff or read this kind of stuff or watch this kind of stuff. It just becomes this echo chamber, but mm-hmm. rather intentionally find opposing viewpoints. And it's going to, it's going to drive you crazy. You're yep. going to be annoyed by it. You're going to want to put it down. Um, but that's part of the growing process. I mean, I don't think as Christians, as individuals, we can expect other people to um, be able to sift through fake news or conspiracy theory and, and look at facts if we ourselves aren't willing to do that. Right. Right. And then last, I think um, one of the things that we need to do is, if you're a follower of Jesus, is just continue to ground yourself in, uh, in the Bible, in God's Word, and let that shape you more than social media and news is, is, is shaping you. Know when to turn those other voices off so you can hear the voice of God um, because so often we never turn those other sources off right? and they end up drowning out what it is that God is trying to communicate to us. Sure. So just know when to shut it off. If, it, if you read something and it's just fueling your desire to, to read more and it's making you angry, um, so at first it's inciting fear, but then it's building rage and yeah. anger, it's time to turn it off. Mm-hmm. and to, to get grounded again, to go back to God's word yep. um, and take a break from that. Right, because it goes back to, again, you know, like as a follower of Jesus, if it's it's fear that turns into rage and anger, you can't love people that you're fear, feeling rage and anger towards. <laughs> or right? if you're afraid of them. <laughs> or if you're afraid of them, exactly. Um, so I, I think this is all huge. And, and one of the reasons why it's so big, uh, not only for our own, you know, just personal faith, personal well-being of um, understanding how the world works and being, you know, being a source of good in our world, in right. our community, in our family, um, and, and pushing the ways of the kingdom of God out there is just as, as followers of Jesus, the, the image that we're portraying to the rest of the world mm-hmm. and to our communities when we continue to push forward uh, these kind of things that are not backed up, that end up being, you know, disproven, conspiracy theory uh it it paints not only does it paint us in a really bad light it paints jesus in a really bad light right i I wanted to read this this is the last quote (laughs) the last quote that i've got for the podcast from that that ed stetzer article um he quoted a guy named austin jones from from twitter he tweeted last week my facebook feed was full of people posting crazy covid conspiracy theories followed by posts about evidence for the resurrection I don't think they realize the message they're actually sending. Boom, Boom, mic drop. It's so true. When we portray hostility and we don't really care about facts or truth when it comes to one thing, but then the very next thing out of our mouth is, well, you should believe in Jesus and he's just awesome. Like it's just this completely, it's incoherent. And Mm -hmm. then we wonder, man, I don't understand why people don't want anything to do with Jesus or church or faith. And it's like, (laughs) I have an idea of maybe why they don't. (laughs) So yeah, just, I mean, again, if you're a follower of Jesus, just to keep that in mind, um, the, the image that you portray of, of the God that we serve, um, and the kingdom that we proclaim is huge. Right. And don't bear false witness because those things they do, they bear false witness against the God that we claim to follow. That's right. Well, I don't know if this was helpful or not. Or if I we just rambled or if we for just however long. Rambled for uh, about uh, half an hour. Okay. So hopefully this was somewhat helpful. Helpful. Hopefully it gives you some things to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have anything else to add on the topic. Do you? No. No, just subscribe. 
Yeah. Um, Subscribe, leave us a rating, review. Absolutely, because that'll help this podcast get into the hands or ears of more people. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever you get your podcast from. Right. Meaning iTunes, basically. Right. And wherever else it might be. We don't even know at this point. Uh, but thanks for listening today. And uh, remember, stay grounded in truth um, and just love people. Right. Like, use the love filter. <laughs> and we'll be back here next week with a fresh topic. And uh, we're really looking forward.